Welcome to Trauma-Informed Parenting, where you can find information about adoption, foster care, parenting a child with a capital letter syndrome such as ADD, ADHD, FASD, SPD, on the spectrum, etc., and trauma-informed parenting, all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker, but more important than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos with trauma histories and capital letter syndromes. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Trauma-Informed Parenting, a Coffee Break Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to this episode of Trauma-Informed Parenting. If you are new here, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. And if you're a returning listener and you used to listen to Positive Adoption, which was sponsored by The Whole House. This is now Trauma-Informed Parenting. Same great content, same host here, Kathleen Guire. Um, But just a name change. But I'd like to introduce myself since I took a long break from podcasting. And I'm really, really excited to get back to it. I'm really excited to share everything that I've been sharing on the website, which has had a remodel. It's traumainformedparenting.com. And just to connect with you again. I mean, it's just been so long and I love podcasting. I love this format because I'm an introvert. So know that about me. Uh, So I'm getting on here and talking to you is such a great way for me to reach out. Okay, so a few things about me. I am the mother of seven, four through adoption, and three bio. I don't walk around saying that. I'm only saying that for your benefit on this podcast. That is not how I introduce myself. I just say I'm the mother of seven. Within those seven... We have a multitude of capital letter syndromes. And somebody asked me on the support group page, because I am so used to using that phrase, capital letter syndrome, that I don't explain it. So this is a good place for me to explain it. And you are welcome to join Trauma-Informed Parenting Support Group on Facebook You just have to answer a few simple questions and then you're in. I will make sure that I link that in the show notes, but that is a great way to connect with other parents, especially parents of if you're a foster parent, adoptive parent, or the parent of a child with a capital letter syndrome. Okay, let me go back to that. What is a capital letter syndrome? In fact, my sister-in-law, who is a nurse, asked me that yesterday. She's like, is that, you know, does that mean they have trouble making capital letters? And, you know, 
If you are not in this realm or this sphere of life, it may just sound weird to you. Just like everything that she talks about about nursing, I'm like, I don't really understand that. But it's a very broad term for any, they, we used to call them special needs, but anything with mostly capital letters like SPD, sensory processing disorder, ADD, ADHD, ODD, FAS, FASD, on the spectrum, dyslexia. I remember this is just how I am. One time, I decided to make a Venn diagram of all of the overlapping symptoms or behaviors or things that kiddos struggle with with these capital letter syndromes. And it was just amazing to me. There are so many overlapping syndromes. In fact, before I started recording today, I thought, you know what, I need to make that Venn diagram into a PDF and share it with my email list because it's so important to know what you're dealing with, first of all, what your kiddo is dealing with, and how many overlapping things there are, how many overlapping things that these kiddos struggle with, like regulation. And you know, the question that I always get is, what about the behavior? It's always, what about the behavior? So what are you, what are you dealing with? What behaviors? What things are your kids struggling with? And how is that expressing itself in a behavior? Because every need comes out as a behavior. I mean, think about yourself. When you're hungry, tired, thirsty, overwhelmed, stressed, then you're going to have a list of behaviors, whether you realize it or not, that are going to come out. And you're going to start acting in ways that express that you have a need. Maybe you need some water. Maybe you need a snack. Or maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're overstressed and you need a break. You need something. And our kids cannot always tell us what they need. Many of them struggle with verbalizing those. Now, what about trauma-informed parenting? Who's, who's trauma-informed parenting for? Because... You, maybe you're listening and thinking, well, my child has a capital letter syndrome now that I know what that is, but is trauma, what about the trauma? I had a friend tell me that her child has a capital letter syndrome. She said, I'm reading things on your site, but I'm not sure this is for me because she's never really had any trauma. Well, let me just tell you that having a capital letter syndrome is trauma. In fact, I wrote a whole article about it. It's on the website. And I will probably talk through that article at some point because it's so important. Just, and I'll just give a little, I don't know, blurb about that article. You should go read it if that's you, if you're thinking, uh, I found this podcast or I found your website, but I'm not sure if it's for me because my child is maybe he's on the spectrum or he has sensory processing disorder or one of those capital letter syndromes, but he's never had any trauma. Well, 
having a capital letter syndrome, like I said, is a trauma. Imagine, imagine if you see the world through a different lens than everybody else. Imagine if everybody knows the rules of how things work and you don't. Imagine if your body processes information differently than everybody else. For instance, if you go to a birthday party and they're playing music and your child is suddenly shutting down because his body processes that music differently and it's sensory overwhelm for him. So something that is supposed to be fun is punishment to him, to his body. Not I'm not saying you're punishing your child by taking him to a birthday party, but it's something that we have to think about. Yeah, that's a trauma. That is a trauma to a child. Now, I am self-diagnosed on the spectrum, meaning I haven't had an official diagnosis, but I'm sure that I could get one pretty easily for being on the spectrum. Um, it's only been about not even a whole year since I took a test online and like I said my family were just a family full of capital letter syndromes and my eldest daughter who is on the spectrum and knows was just I mean I've gone through autism training through Marshall University did not hit me that hey all of this I'm learning for my family, for my kiddos to help them, because that's why I was going. Went back to college with one of my daughters who was, had to take this class, and I took the class with her. Yes. <laughs> and she was okay with that. But anyway, while I'm sitting there listening, taking furious notes about all of this, you know, these are the signs, the symptoms. This is how we process information. They even had a panel of young people come and speak to us and we ask them questions that were already pre-given pre, um, to them before that. I couldn't think of a word like, so that they could be prepared. Cause you know, if you have, if you're on the spectrum, flexibility is not one of our, our, our strong suits at all. It's not our superpower. And flexibility is our superpower. So, not once did I say, oh my gosh, this is me, until a year ago when I was really struggling with health issues and still I was trying to figure out, you know, why do I keep repeating this pattern of pushing and crashing in my life and have chronic fatigue syndrome? So I was part of this group chronic fatigue syndrome run by Toby Morrison. Highly recommend that program if you have chronic fatigue syndrome. Getting a little off track there. But the reason I wanted to tell you about myself and having that diagnosis was because I don't only sympathize with you and your kiddos. I can empathize. I understand what it feels like. And yes, it does feel like trauma. And I have to remind myself, especially if I have had a busy day out. Um, last weekend, my husband and I went to the outlets preparing for an upcoming trip for his work. 
and you know you've got to wear certain clothes that I don't own <laughs> you know you got all these events you have to go to on these trips so anyway we went shopping at the outlets and then we stopped at the mall on the way back to pick up some other things and the whole day I had to remind myself like yes this is it it's not like I was going to sit down and have a meltdown but a child would in the middle of the outlets but the music in the stores got to me after a while all of the people talking and yelling and having a good time I'm not saying it was a negative experience but I had to remind myself, this is how you feel in situations like this. You'll be okay. You'll get in the car and it will be quiet. But our children who have capital letter syndromes cannot verbalize that. Often they cannot. And that's trauma. So you get home from an event that you think, oh my gosh, this was so amazing that we got to do this. Why are you all of a sudden melting down and angry and throwing things? It's because that event, as wonderful as it was, was a trauma. Their body doesn't interpret the information given in the same way. And in fact, I say in How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos, my book, which you can get a free chapter on the website. I talk about how if I were still in computer programming, you know, we have these if then. If X is this, then this. If Y is this, then this. And it's very logical. Computer programming works that way. You program these things and they work. But for a child who has a capital letter syndrome, if X is this, then it's like there's this loose wire. It, if X is this, then it can be any number of answers for that. Or it can just be that there is no answer to that. There's just kind of this loose wire, you know, and the neural pathway just ends. It doesn't really connect to anything. So their reactions to us do not make sense. But even more so for them, they're confused. And that's why it's so important for us to become trauma-informed parents. And I wanted, I wanted to record this episode, even though I think I've said on the other ones I've recorded, like, welcome back, this is the first episode. Well, you'll just have to live with that. Because I started thinking, I've been thinking about the fact that on social media, I share articles, I share tips, I share encouragement, and in the support group, I share articles and I let people, you know, do Q&As and everybody helps each other. It's not just me. But maybe you're like, well, who's behind that curtain? You know, I'm thinking Wizard of Oz here. Who's behind the curtain? Is it a real person that has had experience with this? Yes. Not only have I had experience with it, I have experience with it on a daily basis. The other day, my um, two of my daughters, and so that means that seven of my grandchildren were here, and we went to the beach, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to share like all of their stories, but I have a lot of grandchildren that have capital letter syndromes as well, and neurotypical ones as well, but I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what I talk about 
on the podcast have talked about in the past, what I share about in the articles, even though I do have training, I also am living it on a daily basis. I started the the podcast series um, about listening because I sent out a, a survey to my email list and then also on the trauma-informed parenting support group. And one of the things I got, one of the questions I got, like, you know, what are you struggling with the, the most? And one mom said, you know, listening, I feel like I'm repeat, 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 repeat. So I did write about that and I'm, I have a couple episodes already recorded on that topic. So you'll be hearing those. But then I started thinking, well, I do that. I have to live that. It's not over. It's not, I'm not somebody that just is sitting in her house typing up things and talking about, in theory, this would work for you. But no, I'm living it on a daily basis. Like on the instead of tips infographic that I send out, like if you want that, I'll send it to you. I'll have to link that too. But anyway, one of the tips is is to give your child choices. And I was at the beach with my kiddos, my grandkiddos. No, we were at the pool. That was another day. See, it's always happening. And um, we told the kids, you know, five minutes, we're going to get out. And one of the kids was, you know, I don't, you know, it's not long enough. Five minutes isn't long enough. And I did the choices. Okay, can you ask for a compromise? Uh, So, can I have a compromise? Just and you can tell your kids exactly what to say. Don't don't think if they don't know the words to say, then I'm not going to comply. No, tell them. So, one of my granddaughters said, "Could I have a compromise?" So we went back and forth: ten minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. And we landed on a compromise. And she felt like she had some control over the situation. And I knew that I was teaching her an important life skill, which is having a conversation, making a compromise without the anger. Now, do I do this perfectly all the time? No way. Does anybody do it perfectly all the time? No way. And one of the reasons I want to return to this podcast and start it again and refresh my website is because I know that so many kiddos are struggling with trauma in this day and age. And I really didn't have any, and I know there's lots of information about trauma nowadays, but I also feel like it's so aimed towards adults, which is really important. We need to make peace with and sense of our past so that we can parent our children. I think that's so important. But at the same time, I think that it is our job as adults to get the trauma-informed training so that we can help our kiddos feel connected, regulate, and and really just enjoy their life the way that they are, the way that God created their wonderful little beings and find their strengths and help them hone in on those strengths and help them learn coping mechanisms, 
help them learn. You know, we adults are all about our coping mechanisms. We may not call them that. We may just say, I need to go for a run or, you know, I just, I've got to get outside. I need to do something. And um, you can get some free, I need to mention this part. There's some free trauma-informed training on my website, and I will definitely link. There'll be lots of links in the show notes this time. But thanks for joining me today. I hope my little introduction about myself has helped you and helped you decide whether this podcast is for you or not. And I will see you next week where I will begin the series on talking about... Three reasons your child may not be listening and what you can do to help. That's probably not the exact title because I'm just pulling that off the top of my head. But I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trauma-Informed Parenting. Make sure you subscribe on TraumaInformedParenting.com to receive a free resource and receive a newsletter plus updates when books or new courses are released. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, or Spotify and leave a review so other listeners can find trauma-informed parenting and know the value of the show. You're welcome to send me an email to contact at traumainformedparenting.com.